Ready? Um, hey, 305 Sports fans. Welcome back to 305 Talks. Today I'm interviewing Miami Hurricane shooting guard DJ Vasilievich. How you doing, DJ? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Hey, Ron. So I'm Jamie Bahamas uh, with 305 Sports Talk. First of all, happy belated birthday, man. You just celebrated one. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Just turned 23 uh, on April 26th, so I appreciate it. Yeah, so curious, how did you celebrate it in quarantine? Uh, I was with my girlfriend and her grandparents up in Sarasota. They have a condo, so I was just chilling up there for the past two months. Um, just got away from everyone here in Miami and just hung out with them for a little bit. Gotcha, gotcha. Probably quite a different type of birthday, right? Never thought it'd be like this. I mean, it's pretty chill. You know, all my birthdays have been chilled and, you know, celebrated with family here and there, but, you know, never in quarantine, so. Gotcha. All right, so we're going to get we're gonna get right into deep into basketball. So I'm going to turn it over to Mike, and we're going to get rolling. Yeah, so how do you think your senior year went? Uh, Coach Larinaga named you the captain of the team. How much did that mean to you? I mean, I think I, I've been a captain the last three years. So, you know, every year I've been, um, you know, grateful for the opportunity to lead the team. And I think I did a pretty good job this year. Um, you know, I think I was second leading scorer on the team, probably third in rebounding. So, you know, I played my role pretty well. And, you know, unfortunately we didn't play, uh, didn't make it to postseason play. But, you know, we had a better record than last year. And uh, I think we did pretty well. Earlier this year, um, I know you set out to donate $5 for every three-pointer you made to support the recent um, bushfires in your home country. And you ended up raising over um, $10,000 for the cause. Um, what was that experience like? Um, it's probably an experience you never thought of at the time or because of, you know, what was going on. And, you know, I just tried to do whatever I could to give back. And obviously, um, there are a lot of Australian um, stars, you know, sports stars who joined in the cause, uh, Nick Kyrgios for tennis, and then, you know, Ben Simmons did mm -hmm. his part. So I try to do my part on the college end. You know, I don't have millions of dollars, but, you know, I just try to, incorporating something I do and it's make three so every three I hit I donated five dollars and you know I'm thankful that for everyone who donated and, and as you said we raised over ten thousand dollars and and talking about your hometown Australia uh how did that recruiting process go from uh how did Miami recruit you to come fly all, all over the country and play basketball in Miami uh so I was recruited uh I played on a lot of junior national teams on the 17s and on the 19s but I think I really stood out after the under-17 tournament where our team uh, finished second. Uh, lost by seven points to a USA team that was stacked of players with Jason Tatum and Josh Jackson. And I think that's where my recruiting kicked off. And I was able to keep representing Australia in multiple tournaments. And they, uh, they reached out to me, offered me a scholarship. Um, Coach Adam Fisher flew down to Australia for a couple of days to hang out with me and get to know me. And they offered me a full scholarship. I came to visit during the season uh, when they played Florida State and committed a week later. All right, so with international play, how do you think that um, prepared you for your NCAA career? I think when you play um, college basketball, every team has a different style of play, and, and it's the same as your um, as international basketball. You know, the Europeans like to slow it down and play in the half court where, you know, you play teams that are from Asia or the United States who love, love a high-tempo game, uh, score a lot of points. I think that's just how it prepares. And obviously, I've represented Australia multiple times. So I've used my experience in college basketball, and I think I've done pretty well at it. Gotcha. So moving on from college basketball, you signed with 3i Agency. Uh, what's your what's your goal for this summer? Um, obviously, it's 
you know, it's on hold right now because of the whole quarantine. Uh, I should be in Atlanta right now working out and you know, getting ready for the pre-draft process. But as I said, you know, I've been working out here in Miami, you know, been lifting up my house and trying to do the best I can to stay in shape. But right now it's just a waiting game. Uh, a few NBA teams have reached out that want to do interviews in the upcoming weeks. So I'm just preparing for that and, um, you know, staying active and fit. All right, cool. Hey, so during the quarantine, have you been able to stay in shape? I know you posted on your story you were working out. Uh, but how have you, have you been able to diet and stay in shape? Um, so when the quarantine first started, we were at the ACC tournament. And, you know, we, we just lost to Clemson and flew back. And then they shut everything down. So I drove all the way to Sarasota with my girlfriend to be with her grandparents. And, you know, they had some fr freelance weights that I've been using to work out with. But there was also a hoop. Uh, behind a church near the house and I was able to go out there every morning work out for about an hour and a half two hours and um, eat well obviously because her grandma made me great food and kept me in great shape and ever since I've come back here uh, she's given me a few tips on you know what to cook and you know give me a few few different recipes to try out and you know I'm going to start tonight um, by doing that. Going back to what uh, Jamie said about playing international basketball um, what did it mean to represent for your home country? Um, it's always always an honor to put on the green and gold of Australia and you know, go out there and represent uh, to the best of my ability. I know a lot of players, you know, only get one chance, and you know, I'm lucky enough to you know have multiple chances of being able to do that. So I think it's just a blessing and, and something I won't ever take for granted. Obviously, the next step is to play at the Olympic Games. So I'm just trying to concentrate on trying to make the NBA and you know play my first uh, first pro career, but you know, in the long run, um, represent Australia at the Olympics. Um. Do you model your game after any Australian, like maybe a Joe Ingles, a guy who likes to shoot a lot? No, I don't. I don't role model anyone. Um, you know, from Australia, my role models are CJ McCollum and Drajan Petrovic. Um, you know, former player that died. Um, so I just model my game around them, and I think I'm my own my own player uh, from Australia in the sense that I can shoot really well. Uh, and I'm really confident. I think I'm one of the best shooters to come out of Australia for you know the past couple of years, and you know, I think I've shown that both at the international level and at the college level. And so, obviously, your your tenure at Miami is over. Uh, I saw an interview with Larinaga, Coach Larinaga. He said that he hopes Matt Cross can be your replacement. He says he's stronger and he and he has the ability to shoot like what, you. What, what piece of advice would you give Matt Cross? Um, I haven't really met him personally, but you just got to come in and know your role and um, don't don't get into the hype of too much of college basketball. You know, people can hype you up, this and that. Don't let it get to your head. But, you know, just my advice is, you know, go out there, know your role, uh, play hard, play smart, and do what you do best. So reflecting on your four years at Miami, you know, what's what's been, like, the most exciting moment and what's been, like, one of the downs that you experience? Advice that you can give to future classes? Uh, I don't think there's many downs. I think it's just when you lose a game, you're always down. Um, you know, there's always things you could have done better you, yourself individually, but also as a team. Um, but that's just the game of basketball. But the, probably the two biggest highs is um, senior. It's my senior night, obviously, and then uh, my freshman year senior night when we played Duke and we ended up beating them. And, and you know, the fans uh, stormed the court. So going back to your senior night um, against Syracuse, we saw two uh, backboard threes late in the game. No, were those supposed to go off the backboard? Or? I, I don't oh, think there was two. I think there was one where I overshot <laughs> oh. it, where I overshot it a little bit. But it's because I shot it from further out than I usually do and just need a little more power. But I overshot it and hit the backboard and went in. So, 
I mean, the play was designed for me. Um, wasn't meant to be back in, banked in, but, you know, things happen. Shots like that happen, you just got to take it. DJ, you called bank, man. Admit it. Uh, I, I, wish I, did. <laughs> I haven't hit too many bank threes in my life. So, you know, when it happens, it happens. Gotcha. Yeah. DJ, uh, you've had the opportunity to play with Bruce Brown, DeWan Hernandez, and Lonnie Walker. How has that been like? You know, those guys are in the NBA. What, have they given you any uh, advice on the process? Uh, I don't really talk much with Lonnie. I only spent a year with him. I wish I spent one more year just to get him, get to know him more. But, you know, Dewan and Bruce came in with me uh, in 2016. Um, we've stayed best friends. And obviously, I talk to Bruce every day. Uh, whenever he comes down to Miami, we work out together. We try to give each other, you know, some hints and some tips of what to do. Um, he's helped me defensively, and obviously when we work out together, I help him with his shot, and I think he's done a tremendous job in the NBA. Um, and I just wish all, all the best for him, and obviously Dewan also and Monty. But my brother and I, we both went to the Miami Hurricanes camp when we were little, and uh, we we really appreciated like the the guys like being able to like uh, be with the, the kids and play basketball with us. How did that feel to to, to give back to the community of Miami? Um. It was pretty good. Um, you know, us internationals, we can't work the camp. So, you know, we, we only volunteer. And, you know, some days I'm there, some days I'm not. But, you know, the days I am there, I'm able to come in and just give advice and, you know, have fun with the kids. Um, I think that's the most important thing is to go out and let them, you know, just hang out with you, get to know you a little, you know, get to know them and, you know, just have fun and enjoy, you know, the camp. So off the court, uh, I know you, you majored in administration. And you're now uh, focusing on a master's in sports administration. How's that playing? And is it interfering with basketball at any point? Or it's kind of just two separate things on your map? I mean, I, I think school and basketball are two separate things that you got to take, um, you know, take seriously. And obviously, I graduated in three years with my bachelor's degree and uh, majored in uh, man business management and minor in economics. And now I'm doing a master's in sports administration. So, um, you know, the two different things, but you got to take both um, seriously as, you know, basketball is not an, every, uh, not an everyday thing. You know, you can get injured and, you know, your career is over. So you always have to have a backup plan. I think I'm taking my academics pretty seriously. Um, and I just want to continue, you know, going forward and somehow use that, you know, once my basketball career is over. Pop culture reference. I got to do it because it keeps popping up at me. You're wearing a friend's hoodie. <laughs> You're a fan of the yeah, show? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love I love the show. You know, it's probably one of my favorite shows. And you know, my girlfriend's sister got this for me for Christmas, so I wear it. You know, probably every single day. You know, it's just comfortable, and you know, I just love the love the show. Gotcha. So you were so a fan of Ross? Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say that. <laughs> yeah. Ask him who was your favorite character. Uh, favorite character probably Chandler. Uh, he's a character in himself, and you know, him and Joey Tribbiani are pretty funny. You know, roommates together and have good times, but. You know, I watch Friends every day, and sometimes I watch it on YouTube just for the fun of it. So I just love the show. That's one show I wish they would bring back, man. I'd watch yeah. it today. Yeah, they got rid of it starting this year on Netflix. So I was pretty bummed when it happened. Yeah. Okay. Speaking, of, speaking of shows, I have a weird way of transitioning us back from pop culture to basketball. So this is a transition in between there. I'm in love with the, with the Last Dance right now. It's my Sunday night date for the last few weeks, right? Um, you mentioned Petrovic, right? And saying that, you know, that's a guy you model your game after. With the last dance, you have Tony Kukoc on there. What do you think of him and his game and, you know, that whole thing with him being with the Bulls and being one of the top guys coming in? 
Yeah, it's actually surprising. I haven't seen The Last Dance. Um, I'm actually waiting for it all to so I can okay. binge watch it each episode after another so I don't have to wait. And, but, uh, you know, Tony Kukoc, you know, Dragan Petrovic all played together in the former Yugoslavia national team. And, you know, they had great success. But, you know, for Tony to come in and with the Bulls and have tremendous success like he did, um, he's, you know, it was fantastic to see as an international. And, you know, it's just like uh, it's a stepping stone for us. So, if, you know, we can make it. We just got to work hard like he did. Yeah. So, um, so I won't spoil it for you then. We'll leave it there. No spoilers. So we asked Cam the same question early, uh, last week. What's your type of music? What's your, uh, he said it, he liked Kanye West and uh, he, didn't, he wasn't really a Drake fan. What's your type of No, I'm actually, I, I, I really like Drake. He's probably one of my top artists, um, Drake and Lil Wayne. Um, up there, but yes, I also sir. listen to my, uh, you know, my parents are European. Uh, they're from Serbia, so I listen to a lot of Serbian music, um, just because where I'm from and the culture. So I think that that's my main stuff. Who would you say has so, the best taste in music on the team? Uh, the best taste, uh, probably Anthony Walker or Chris Likes. I mean, they always listen to a variety of things, and you know, they sing in the locker room, they dance. Just that's just who they are. Hey, I'm always going to ask the questions that going to make it a little bit harder to answer. Who has the worst? Uh, I don't think that. Oh, uh, probably Willie. Willie and, uh, <laughs> yeah, probably Willie. I'm sorry, Willie, but yeah, he's got a really bad taste. <laughs> All right, tying into that, what's your pregame routine, man? Uh, obviously, we have pregame meal uh, four hours before the game, and after that, I like to take a little nap. Um, just to get my mind engaged and when I wake up listen to a little music in my head and you know prepare you know I always have these things where you know my left sock and my left shoe have to go on first before my right side so that's how I prepare for games um, go out a little earlier than everyone else you know, just work on some you know light finishes um, you know close shots and three-pointers just to get myself warm before the game. I gotcha um, yeah I so when I used to play, I used to be very superstitious like that too. Um, and, you know, the thing about it is, you know, it worked for me. Some guys would look at me um, like I was crazy, but I, I mean, I believed in it. The same shoe thing that you were talking about is funny. I would never tie my laces before warmups, right? So I'd be walking around with their, their slinging around. And, you know, a couple of times when I did, I don't know, I, obviously it's mental. Um, so that stuck with me. So I'm always curious to see how other people prepare. Mm -hmm. So, uh, obviously, you were one of the top three-point shooters in the ACC this year. You know, it takes a lot to prepare for that mentally. Whenever you had a bad night, uh, how would you react to those? I mean, when you have a bad night, I, I just don't stop shooting because, you know, I always think to myself, the next shot's going to go in. But sometimes where I did shoot bad, I come back, you know, straight after the, uh, the game to the gym and just shoot and, you know, try to rerun the same plays or the same shots that I missed in the game and, you know, make – make at least 150 before I leave just to make sure, you know, hey, I'm leaving the gym on, on a good note. In 2017, the 18th season, you guys had the opportunity to go to the, the, the March Madness. How was that like? I mean, my first two years, I was able to go to um, the NCAA tournament. Uh, it's pretty crazy the amount of gear you get, the, you know, the amount of, you know, it's just a lot of hype behind it, and it's incredible just to be there. And, it's just it's just a cool experience like I can't really explain it because you're just there you know, a lot of commentators a lot of reporters want to talk to you, you know, a lot of fans turn out you know it's all you're all over you know the tv um during March so it's a pretty cool experience 
what would you tell guys like Harlan Beverly and the freshmen that, that came in this year, what would you tell them for a team that's expected to go to the tournament this year? Uh, you just got to continue to work hard. Like, you know, nothing's given. You got to earn it. And, you know, we earned it our first two years. And, you know, if we had an extra body, you know, my junior year, we probably could have made the NCAA tournament. Um, last year we had a lot of injuries. And, you know, that's – unfortunately, that's the game of basketball. But, you know, for next year, you just got to continue to work hard, take care of your body. I think that's one thing some of the guys, you know, lacked – um, you know, taking care of themselves. So I think they just need to, you know, become professionals and uh, do their job in order to, you know, make the tournament. Yeah, so uh, you were one of three players to play every game this season and the only one to start. You know, how was that? Did you take a toll or are you just pooping? No, it's just, you know, as I just mentioned, you got to take care of your body. And, you know, I haven't missed the practice besides, you know, when I got hurt and, you know, my, my left foot, I had a stress fracture and I missed, you know, five months of action. But, you know, before that and after that, I never missed a practice. I never missed a game. Um, I took care of my body seriously. I'd come in a few hours early to get treatment, stay after practice two, three hours to get treatment, just do the little things in order to play all those games and, you know, log those heavy minutes. So, you know, you were one of those role models on the team. Obviously, you had you never missed a practice, never missed a game. Moving on from Miami, you know, who do you think is going to be able to fill in your shoes? Well, I think that's a tough question. You know, I think it relies on Chris and Cam and Rodney. I mean, they're the seniors and obviously Sam Wardenberg also. And you know, it'll be interesting uh, to see uh, who the captains or who the leaders will be next year. I think Nasir Brooks, you know, having that experience in Cincinnati and, you know, sitting out that, you know, this year, uh, he's he's got that experience now. And I think he'll lead the charge for us for sure. Yeah, so can you go a little more into Nasir? You know, he had to sit out the year. Uh, how were you able to you know, mentally guide him? I think he, he guided himself, but he looked to, you know, myself and the older guys for feedback. And, you know, he missed, I think, the first five months of the season, um, you know, since preseason started because he had a surgery on his knee to get better. But ever since he came back, he pushed the big guys and he pushed – he was on the scout team, so he always pushed us and got us better and prepared us the right way. Yeah, also, so in the preseason, you guys went to Italy – um, you know, you were the only European there. Oh, no, Sam was there. You know, how was that experience? And how were you able to, like, tour your, the teammates? You know, how was that? I think it came to a shock to a lot of guys. You know, they never understand other people's cultures. Um, you, know, you know, they always went and ate at McDonald's without trying out the different types of food. And, I mean, it's a culture shock to most of them because some of them haven't been out the country before. And, I think I can't remember who, but someone didn't have a passport at all, so we had to organize that for them and stuff like that. So, you know, I've been to multiple countries. I've probably traveled, you know, halfway around the world just because of basketball. And you know, myself and Sam, because we, you know, play international basketball, we were able to show the guys, you know, a little little tour of Italy and you know what it's like. Bringing it back to basketball, what do you think? What part of your game do you think improved the most at your time in Miami? Uh, I think it was uh, a couple of things. I think. Uh, uh, rebound, defensive rebounding and uh, playing defense in general, you know, guarding quicker guys, uh, guarding more athletic guys and, you know, stronger guys that were 6'6", you 6'7", know, six, 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 and, you know, being able to go up against them. Um, another one is probably, you know, being more versatile on the offensive end and being able to finish at the brim, uh, being able to, you know, work my way on one-on-one and, and picking rolls and stuff like that. Yeah, what's the toughest player you, you've guarded? My toughest player I've actually got to guard was before I came to college. It was Jamal Murray at the international tournament. 
I mean, he's so versatile. He's 6'5", 6'6", can shoot, can put the ball on the floor. He's really athletic and obviously he's in the NBA making good money and helping his team, Denver Nuggets. Yeah, and you've played against a lot of NBA potential guys this year in the ACC. What's one guy that you think will stand out the most in the NBA? Ooh, that's a hard question. But I think Trey Jones, um, you know, he's a two-way player. He, he loves to defend, and he, he just got to tweak some things offensively, but he can be, a, you know, a big-time player on, on whatever team he lands. Um, DJ, how has Coach Laranega made you a better basketball player? Uh, I think he's he's a teacher. Um, he loves to teach, and, you know, he has a lot of stories. You know, he's been in the game for – 50 or so years, um, he understands it really well and wants to provide me with a lot of feedback day in and day out. And he loves to watch film, film and, he's a lot, and he's all about analytics, so he shares a lot of his knowledge with us. And I think it all comes down to him teaching us. And as I said, he's been in the, in the game for 50 years, so just learning from him. Yeah, so we had Cam on last week, and he told us that Coach L knew everyone. Everyone that you can think of, he has some sort of relationship. Is that true? Yeah, he, he, he knows everyone. I think Coach Caputo also, you know, they always spend time with a lot of people, have a lot of connections. And, you know, he knows everyone. He'll tell you the same story, you know, four or five times during the year. And, you know, he's played against this. He recruited this guy. He, he played against him. Da, da, da. And he knows everyone. It's, it's pretty incredible. And how's your relationship with the staff? How, how was I it mean, your four years? I mean, it's pretty good. You know, you rely on them a lot and you got to build a trustworthy relationship with all of them. And, yeah, I think I've done a pretty good job, and obviously Coach Fish, um, he's my guy. He's the one who recruited me, so I was really close to him, but I was also close with everyone else, you know, just checking in on how they're doing and, you know, making sure we had the right pieces and, you know, the right mindset, you know, to play in games. So you come into Miami at 198, 198 pounds. You know, you're a little bigger than most than most guards. And then now you, you slim down to 184 your junior year, and as, as a senior, you were 190. You know, was, you know, a weight loss or – sort of like getting a little quicker was that ever on your mind throughout your I think years? when I came in my freshman year they always talk about you know freshman freshman 15 you know, gain you gain at least 10 15 pounds because all you do is eat at the cafeteria and stuff like that you know after my sophomore year as I said I had the left foot uh, left uh, uh, stress fracture in my foot you know put me out for five months and that was because I was carrying a little little weight and obviously after I got out the boot and I did all my rehab. I was able to, you know, slim down to 184, and I was able to lift and do all that things, you know, going through my junior year and senior, and ended up finishing at 190. And I still hover at 190 today. So I think, you know, less weight, um, less body fat percentage, you know, helps me, you know, become more athletic um, and jumping and running also. So, so you you went from 203 to 184. Um, we also saw Rodney Miller. He lost a bunch of weight this off season. You think Miami prepares athletes? to playing games better than most universities? I actually went from 215 to 184, so I was able to do that. But, um, yeah, for sure, I think we have a great strength and conditioning uh, coach and Coach Phil. And, obviously, we had Coach Casey, who's at um, Dayton right now. You know, last two years, they've done a fantastic job in getting us right. And, you know, during the summertime, it's all about lifting. It's all about conditioning, get your body right for, you know, what's to come in the season. All right, DJ, every player has that game that sticks out in their head as their, you know, most memorable game, you know, of their career. Which game is that for you right now? Uh, in college or just in general? I'll go with in general. Uh, probably two games. I think, you know, my high school championship game um, where I had 45 points and 14 rebounds. Um, wow. We ended up winning 
we ended up winning a championship uh, for the first time in a couple of years for the school. And then internationally, you know, we all, we came second to the U.S. You know, only lost by seven points, but I had 29 points against, you know, Jason Tatum, Josh Jackson, Ivan Rabb, you know, Diamond Stone, all those guys. So, you know, I think that's a memorable game for me. Okay, way to go, man. That's impressive, that high school game. And on the on the flip side, is there a game that you really, like, you know, keeps you up at night you'd love to have that game back? Um, I don't think there's a game that keeps me up. I'm just trying to think. I really, it doesn't really come to mind, you know, after a loss, you just got to learn from it and let it go because it's already gone past and you can't do anything to relive it or you can't even do anything to fix it. It's like when you win, like you can only look at the positives, but also look at the things that you can improve on. I watched an interview back in 2016, some uh, Boston College player. Uh, he said the, the his favorite thing that he'll miss the most in college is team meals. What's the, what will you miss the most? Um, I'll probably just, uh, just the college experience in general, like, you just, it's just unbelievable. Like, those are four years you'll never get back. And, you know, you have some great times, you have some bad times, but that's just, you know, a way of life. And, you know, I met a lot of people on, on campus, you know, athletes and non-athletes, created good relationships, you know, with my faculty and professors and also other students in the classroom. So, I mean, it's just, you know, building them connections for, you know, future reference down the road. Yeah, so I've noticed like a kind of like a flow in your answers. You know, whenever they ask you about defeat and loss, you say just move on from the next. Like, what, what do you think builds a, a leader and a character like you? You know, what, what does it take? Um, I think you just got to be a, be a role model and be an example to the team. Um, you can never be late. Um, you always got to do the little things. And I think it started with me by leading in the classroom. Um, some guys were slacking. We ended up having a team meeting and say, hey, you guys got to do class in, in order to play games. Um, you know, we have rules. If you don't go to class, you know, if you don't get good grades, you, Coach L's not going to play you, period. So I think it's just being a leader, you know, on and off the court, and, you know, everyone will follow your footsteps. And obviously, I think I've done a you know, great job these four years. So I think, I hope I can, you know, show my leadership was there and someone else can step in my shoes. So now heading to the, through the pro process, you know, the, wanting to make the NBA or – possibly play pro. Um, what, where do you think you stand on the team? What do you think your role would be? I think I'd probably be more of a, you know, come off the bench side of energy guy. I can play, you know, you know, the one or the two. And obviously I can make shots when I'm left wide open. So, you know, I just, I think I bring a lot of you know, versatility, both offensively and defensively. But, you know, when I make it to the pros now, I just want to win and you know, help my team and, you know, do whatever I can to win a championship in the NBA or anywhere else in the, uh, in the world I play. Uh, how would you call Miami? Do you think that's your second home? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I've lived here for four years now, and you know, say so yeah, I go home to back to Australia once every year. But you know, I spend you know ten to eleven months of the year here, so this is definitely my second home. And obviously, my girlfriend just got accepted to Miami Medical School, so she'll be here for another four years. So. I'll be definitely, you know, coming back to town, you know, in the summertime to work out and, you know, just enjoy life. Well, what advice would you give the guys next year? You're not going to be part of Miami next year, but it's a, it's a hype squad. They have a lot of uh, expectations to make the NCAA tournament next year. Uh, what's that one piece of advice that you would give them? Don't let the hype get to your head. Simple as that. You know, this, you start playing in November, like March is so far away. You got to win all those games beforehand and, once ACC starts, it's a whole different season. Like, that's where you have to win games and, you know, try to finish, you know, 
put yourself in a position where you can have a good ACC tournament and hopefully, you know, have enough wins against high-quality teams to make the NCAA tournament. How, how did you tell those guys this year? You know, a lot of the high school guys, for example, Harlan Beverly, he went to Montford. He's, he's familiar with winning, just winning. How do you, uh, how do you get those guys comfortable with, with accepting a, diff, a loss and just uh, getting ready for the next game? I think you just got to go, you know, every, every player has their assigned coach. Um, so just go watch film with them, see what you did right, what you did wrong, and what you need to improve on. And, you know, just get ready for the next game. Uh, prepare and know who you're guarding. Uh, know the other opportunity. Know the other team, know what they do well, and you know how to exploit their weaknesses also. So it's just about watching film and learning. So DJ, um, I'm going to wrap us up here with one final question. Um, Want to wish you the best of luck, you know, coming up with as you transition in your career. Can you let us know and let everybody know what the next team that gets you, what type of player, who they're going to get? I think you, they're going to get a low maintenance guy who does all the little stuff. Um, I'm not, you're not going to have to like look after me a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm really self-reliant on myself. Uh, I'll come to work every day, you know, a few hours before practice. I'll practice and I'll stay a few hours after because, you know, I love the game of basketball and I want to keep improving and I'm never, I'm never satisfied with what I have to do. So I always want to keep getting better and um, try to learn a lot from, you know, all the pros that whatever team I land on, I want to learn from them and learn from their experience. All right. Really want to thank you for your time here today with us at 305 Sports and on 305 Talks. Just let you know that all of us love your game. All of us are going to continue following you and cheering for you at the next level, man. Thank you so much. No, I appreciate you having me. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, DJ. Thank you, DJ. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it.